0: Welcome to Full rigor a Florida true crime podcast. I'm Karen Curtis, and we had a new true crime pop up on December 21st, 2020 from Manatee County, Florida. So that would be over on the West Coast. And uh, thank you to WFLA, who broadcast the Manatee County Sheriff Rick Wells' press conference about this story Which actually was picked up by media all around the world, including the Daily Mail in London, because it is such a crazy story. Nearly 15 years after a teenager's body was found along a Manatee County road, detectives now say three arrests have been made. The victim? 16-year-old Amber Woods. And apparently, she was dating an older guy older African-American guy, Ralph Williams, who was 36 years old. Ralph had a brother, Taiwan Williams, 32, and their half-brother, Jermaine Brown. Now, the Manatee County Sheriff Rick Wells, on December 21st, right before Christmas, nothing says Christmas like a murder, announced the arrest of the three suspects.
1: We're here today to uh, update you on, on a cold case from 2006. Uh, Ralph Williams, age 36, Taiwan Williams, age 32, are charged with the murder of Amber Woods, who was found murdered along State Road 62, approximately three miles west of the Hardy County line back in February of 2006.
0: So Ralph Williams and Tawan Williams brothers were arrested December 15th. They are both charged with second-degree murder. They were easy to find because they were already in jail on other charges. So 15 years later, these two are charged with Amber's murder, and here's how she died.
1: Amber, a 16-year-old, was last seen alive by her aunt at their residence in the 3100 block of State Road 62 in Hardy County at around 1230 a.m. on February 11, 2006. She was later kidnapped. At 7.30 that morning, a person driving by spotted her body about 20 feet off of the south side of the roadway. The day after Amber was found, an autopsy confirmed she died from a gunshot wound to her back. So when they were arrested for the murder, Ralph was already in prison in Polk County, home of
0: our favorite sheriff, Grady Judd. Here's a message for the hotheads of the community. Don't do that stuff. Good people carry guns and they will shoot you A lot. Graveyard dead. And the other brother, Tawan, was in jail in Hardy County. Jermaine Brown was arrested in May and charged with kidnapping, according to the sheriff. So what was the motive? Why kill Amber Woods? Here's Sheriff Wells.
1: Detectives learned that Ralph Williams, who was dating Amber at the time, was wanting to end their relationship and conspired with his brothers to kidnap her, to take her to a remote area and kill her. It was generally believed by friends of Amber Woods, including Ralph himself, that she was pregnant with Ralph's child. During the investigation, detectives found a text message where Ralph was concerned that he could face criminal charges due to the fact that Amber was underage. Detectives had a variety of leads at the time, but unfortunately could not build a strong case.
0: So apparently Williams, according to the sheriff, allegedly conspired with his brothers to kidnap and kill his girlfriend, Amber Woods, because he thought she was pregnant. Well, the autopsy revealed that Amber Woods was not pregnant. So instead of facing a statutory rape charge from pregnating a 16-year-old girl, he faces a second-degree murder charge. Detectives tried to solve her murder again, but her case went cold. It was finally cracked with the help of previously unavailable cell phone tracking software. Hey, you can't go anywhere these days without your phone tracking you or being on camera at least every five seconds. So, this cell phone tracking software placed a phone used by Ralph Williams, according to the sheriff, near the area where Amber Woods' body was found on the night
1: of the murder. In April of 2019, the Mantee Homicide Investigative Unit began a reexamination of this case to include the use of previously unavailable technology. The MCSO crime analysis unit utilized sophisticated cellular tracking software to follow the towers and the travel of Ralph, Taiwan, and Jermaine, and Amber through that early morning of February 11, 2006. Research confirmed a phone used by Ralph on the night of the murder was in the vicinity of where Amber's body was found.
0: So Big Brother knows where you are basically at all times. It's getting harder and harder to actually commit a crime with DNA and cell tower tracking and everything that's available now, all the cameras everywhere. Everyone is basically a crime fighter and a reporter because you have your phone. So in May, detectives obtained a warrant for Jermaine Brown's arrest, accusing him of kidnapping Amber Woods. So in a recorded interview, detectives say that Brown confessed to kidnapping the 16-year-old and driving her to a rural location with his half-brothers. Here's the sheriff again with more on the confession.
1: On May 20th of this year, an arrest warrant was signed for the arrest of Jermaine Brown for the charge of kidnapping as it related to the case. During a recorded interview, Jermaine, the half brother of Ralph and Taiwan, stated that he drove to a rural location with Amber in the vehicle off State Road 62, where they got out of the car and Taiwan shot Amber once in the back. Jermaine and Ralph then dragged her deceased body off of the roadway into the high grass before fleeing the scene.
0: So Brown has pled to the charge of accessory after the fact to murder, and he remains in the Manatee County Jail. The other brothers, who were already incarcerated and who are charged with second-degree murder, are being held in separate facilities without bond, and they are both awaiting extradition back to Manatee County. Now an update on a previous Full Rigor podcast that I brought you, episode 13, Killer Clown Shoots Wellington Housewife in the Face. Sheila Keene Warren, the woman accused of dressing up in a clown suit and shooting her romantic rival to death 30 years ago, wants out of jail on house arrest while she awaits her murder trial, which is set for April. Now, in 2017, cold case detectives used new DNA evidence to charge her with the murder of Marlene Warren, who was shot in the face on her Wellington doorstep by somebody dressed as a clown carrying balloons, one of which read, You're the Greatest. Here's a portion of my previous podcast reminding you about the Wellington Killer Clown case. Detectives say that Marlene Warren answered the door at her home in the Aero Club community and marveled at a clown wearing an orange wig, a red bulb nose, gloves, and a smile painted on its face. The clown had two balloons and flowers in one hand and a gun in the other. When the clown handed Marlene the balloons and the flowers, she reportedly said, oh, how pretty. And then, immediately, the clown fired at Warren's face. The clown pulls out a gun and fires at point-blank range to Marlene's face. She died within two days. Apparently, she liked clowns. So, when someone showed up in a clown suit, she was like, oh, how nice. This is so lovely. How thoughtful. Not really. And here is some of the recollection from the local reporters here of what happened. She was home with her son and several of his friends. A vehicle pulled up in the driveway, noticed someone dressed as a clown, exit the vehicle and approach the front door. The clown walked to the door and then Marlene answered the door. She says, oh, how pretty. I'll still remember this fact to this day. One of the balloons said, you're the greatest. (laughs) I mean, that's just mean, mean, mean. So 27 years after the Wellington mom is shot in the face by a killer clown, detectives in Palm Beach County arrest the suspect with the homicide. Sheila Keen Warren. Oh, does the last name sound familiar? The suspected clown killer now married to the victim's husband. Um, He hated his wife, Marlene. The detective wrote this in June of 1990. He stated that Michael wished that he could get rid of the bitch and wished that he had never married her. Now, the son was home at the time. He was 21, 22 at the time when the shots rang out. So he he saw the clown departing, but he said that the clown did have brown eyes. Now, one person said the clown was definitely a man. And here is Detective Paige McCann with PBSO about the shooting. The clown pulls out a gun and fires at point-blank range to Marlene's face. So the 22-year-old son remembers the clown's brown eyes and got into a white Chrysler LeBaron. It was outside the house. Well, 40-year-old Marlene Warren was in the middle of cooking breakfast at the time when she was shot in the face by the clown in May of 1990. And deputies say when they showed up at the scene, they were told that she had reached out to take the flowers and the clown came up with a gun and shot her twice and her 22-year-old son, Joey Aherns And some of his friends were home when the clown rang the bell. They witnessed the shooting. He said, I was on the couch, and it all happened just so fast. He says, everybody in the office knew Marlene loved clowns. They were in her office. They were in her car. They were in her house. Everybody knew she loved clowns. So the clown made a clean getaway in a white Chrysler LeBaron. Detectives recovered the LeBaron from a Winn-Dixie parking lot a few days after the murder. Now, the incident report is showing that investigators found an orange curly wig believed to be synthetic, they, well, they found the fibers in the car along with a long brown strand of hair and other evidence. So they found fibers from the wig and the hair, which they test finally for DNA. So they ran the VIN number on the LeBaron and discovered it had been reported stolen by Payless Auto Rental, one of Michael Warren's competitors. And from the start of the investigation, the detectives made it clear that they were investigating two prime suspects, Michael Warren and Sheila Keene. Keene worked for Michael Warren, repossessing cars, and numerous people claimed that they were having an affair. So both Keene and Warren denied the rumor. In 2002, after Warren was released from prison for his chop shop crimes, the two got married in Vegas, in a Vegas ceremony. So 27 years after Marlene Warren's murder, detectives with the Palm Beach County Sheriff's Office arrested Sheila Keene Warren, who was now going by the name Debbie Warren. For the murder, And Keene Warren was charged with first-degree murder, pled not guilty, state filed notice seeking the death penalty. They tested the hair, and it took the DNA that much longer, and they determined that uh, they collected samples from Sheila Keene's hair and vials of her blood in June of 1990 with a search warrant. Reopened the investigation, those samples were sent to the FBI crime lab, and some matches were made to the fibers collected from the getaway car detectives connected the getaway car that chrysler LeBaron, to michael warren's car business inside they found the orange wig fibers and brown hair dna testing was limited in 1990 as i said but the fbi tested it 27 years later so two costume shop clerks testified they saw sheila Keene warren purchase clown supplies from their shop the week before the murder so after the u.s marshals arrested Keene warren in virginia during the, it was a traffic stop she had no idea that she had become the accused shooter in South Florida's clown case. She goes, where are we going? Am I under arrest? And what for? Is my husband under arrest? Were some of the 54-year-old woman's questions. And she was taken out of her Cadillac Escalade, mind you, and placed in the back seat of the sheriff's cruiser. Once inside the sheriff's headquarters, Keane Warren initially agreed to answer questions. But as soon as she was told she was under arrest for the May 26, 1990 slaying of Marlene Warren in Wellington, she put her head down on the desk and declined to say another word. She asked for an attorney. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. you've got all of these conflicting stories. I mean, you do have the one strand of hair, but a good attorney, Richard Lubin's gonna say, well, you're connecting this to Michael's business. She worked there and maybe she picked up the car from somewhere and her hair got in there. She was 27 at the time. So she's a lot younger than Marlene at the time. And she'd been working for Michael at Bargain Motors in West Palm Beach helping to repossess cars. So she probably was armed when she was repossessing. You gotta be a tough broad to repossess a vehicle. So Warren, who denied any role, was en route to the Calder racetrack with friends at the time his wife was shot. So that's convenient. He has an alibi. Authorities have said it remains to be seen if anyone else will be charged, but the case remains open. So it's possible they can get him to flip, but it sounds like the evidence against Sheila slash Debbie you got a problem. You've got an eyewitness saying that the clown was a man. You've got the husband saying, I want her dead, but he has an alibi. So five years later, he and Sheila Keene wed in Vegas, as I said, and investigators didn't know this until they reopened the case in 2014. They didn't know they were married. And they used a $125,000 federal grant and formed a task force with members of the state attorney's office and the FBI. And they interviewed numerous witnesses, reviewed evidence, and had new DNA testing done leading to the August 31st grand jury indictment. And then they arrested her. Sheila Warren is now 55. She remains jailed in solitary confinement without bond. And Michael still talks to her. Apparently, she calls him every day from jail. And he says cops had nothing before and they have nothing now. He says he tried visiting her a few times, but it became pointless because they could only speak through a small monitor from another building. Hmm. But get this. He was able to collect life insurance on the dead wife, Marlene, fifty three thousand three hundred fifty nine dollars and thirty seven cents in life insurance. So we'll see if Michael gets to keep that money, if his new bride gets convicted. We'll also see if she is allowed out of jail awaiting trial in April. She was supposed to be tried last February, but because of the coronavirus, everything's been pushed forward. So we'll keep you up to date on this story. So that wraps up Full Rigger. Thanks for joining me. Until next week.
2: To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night.